This podcast is brought to you by Voice of Vits in partnership with the Latsati Healing Space. Welcome to another podcast with Rosie Mutena and, of course, Justice for Women Plus, which is a collaboration with Voice of Vits and Lizazi Healing Space. Today, I'm going to be chatting with Peace, a very good friend of mine who's also the founding director of Intersections, a young queer civil society organization based in Johannesburg. Their work is focused on the visibility of intersex people through digital advocacy. Peace is also the CEO of Unmade Brand and is also a photographer and uses the pronouns they and them. Peace, how are you today? I'm fabulous. Thank you for asking. Good. good. I'm good. Thank you so much for your time. You know, I wanted to have this conversation with you as we really need to learn, rather unlearn, the many toxic and patriarchal ideologies when it comes to people. And one of them is that the I in the LGBTQI acronym is often misunderstood. And as we know, as history dictates, that when one is misunderstood, we're either silenced, discriminated against, ridiculed. And that in itself is another form of violence. What do you have to say about that? I believe that it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate that there still is misconceptions and there's still these little myths that people are still believing about intersex people. It's also sad that a lot of other intersex people are not even aware that they are intersex because of... I always believe that the medical field or the medical industry wants to make intersex people extinct. It shouldn't be an inexistence. And it's unnecessary, really, to be unspoken about or to be in a world where it almost feels like intersex people exist alone because it's almost tricky because we exist as people in these bodies and we show up in these bodies. But we have all these... Like for example, I'm in this female body and I already have troubles and issues just existing in this body mm. before I'm even existing as an intersex person. So it's all those challenges that women face in general and then add being intersex on top of it. And it almost feels as if there's just more than one kind of discrimination. And it gives me hope to know that it's only a matter of time that people are now finding interest in understanding and just finding interest in knowing without that view of understanding from a perspective of intersex being a genital issue. So it's kind of changing, but you can see that within the spaces that the change is supposed to be happening, it's very stagnant, like government spaces. Yes, there was a a beautiful change implemented with home affairs and the word intersex has been spoken about in the news and it isn't coming from a space of discrimination, but more of awareness now. And so I think... People are receiving the information well. People are receiving the existence of intersex people well. But they're still afraid to ask questions. Yeah. Like They're afraid to offend intersex people by asking, what does it mean or what is life like for you? Because even within the intersex community, there's different kinds of intersex variations. And so there's no one person who is intersex that is experiencing being an intersex person the same way as the other. So it's good and it's interesting to see worldwide and just globally that intersex people are sharing their stories and they they are sharing their experiences. And yes, they're very similar, 
but at least now, maybe a child that is born now will have access to that information. A parent will have access to that information. So it's no longer very much of a discrimination thing. It's more of people not knowing how to now receive you as you are. Yeah. I find a lot of people trying now to find out what my pronouns are because they're able to tell mm. that, okay, this person is very different. And so that gives me a lot of joy that, okay, people are actually starting to want to see people as how they show up. Yeah. Not as how they are told to see them. Yeah. That's so powerful because one of the reasons why I wanted to have this conversation with you and for you to lead it is that, you know, I didn't want to go into the typical, well, that voyeurism focus on, on that toxicity that we were taught from a very, very young age. And the fact that, you know, where people will say, well, what are your pronouns is incredibly powerful because that means that they're seeing you. You know, so that means that whole, if you want to call it the genre of visibility is definitely, is definitely coming up in your opinion and in your personal space, because I love the fact that you say, you know, everyone is different and we are different and we need to acknowledge that. But what are the other things that you believe or one or two things that you believe that people should know in terms of intersex community, good or bad, the choice is yours. But if you could put it out onto a platform, what would you say? I would say that it's very important for people to realize that one of the most challenging things that an intersex person can go through is understanding that they won't be part of the procreation process. And it's a very weird space to be in where everyone in life seems to be striving for creating children and having their own and all of those things. It's that thing that people strive for. So it's very important to understand as an adult that not everyone is looking for that. Not everyone is available to be that. Like it needs to be normal that other people don't want children and other people don't want to have children. Mm. So that in a space where a person is not able to have children, they don't feel as if they haven't, they have no reason now to be, mm. or they can't be in relationships because the expectation. So I always feel that that's the most difficult part because with everyone else, not to pathologize being intersex, but for example, if I was born and I wasn't able to use my arm, mm. I would have to understand that I can't use my arm. However, there are other ways of getting things done but with intersex people, there isn't any space where it's like, okay, so since this is not going to be happening, here's what else that you can do. Mm. So as an intersex person, you end up getting lost in terms of how can I now contribute to society? What am I really here to do? Yeah. What, who am I supposed to be to who? If I'm not going to be a parent, if I'm not going to be a person that is available to leave something that looks like me behind. Mm. And then you have to now find a different reason to be. And nobody helps you with that. Nobody is available to be that for you. And so I think it's very important to remember that's the biggest challenge. And then to also remember that, like, it's okay. We can't expect too much of our bodies and too much of things that our bodies are not doing. Because this is just a vehicle. If I could, why did I just think of calling myself a Porsche? I don't even like that part. <laughs> 
But I love what you said here. It's okay. It's just that, you know, be you. And that is the most important thing because we're all, we're all, we all have our own journeys. And for too many centuries, people haven't been allowed to just be, you know, so there's been a lot of silent deaths. And and with that, that's just another level of violence that's happened, you know. Um, And there's, and there's very weird, sorry to cut you. There's very weird solutions that were happening. Like, for example, it would be normal that if, let's say, for example, a person who's intersex is married in a heterosexual relationship and they would have to put pressure on the lady to allow their husband to have a child elsewhere and all of those things. And we, we don't get a chance to speak about those things and say, but I don't want that. Mm-hmm. Or how can I exist and have a happy life as a parent without having to compromise in my relationship and compromise the dynamics of my relationship because of what my body can't do, mm-hmm. you know. And I think it's going to be very fair for people or for just us to find and, and to normalize ways. I mean, there's enough children in the world mm-hmm. that, that, that are out here needing parents, loving parents. And, you know, those things can be done. I know that it's very tricky in the African community to take another child elsewhere, bring them home. It's a very long process that people are fearing and all these things. And so it's very important to realize and and see those type of gaps and then see that, okay, maybe if to fulfill this particular part of my life, how can I do it without compromising myself? And you as a person that exists around a person like me, what can you do to not make my life far more difficult because it's very hard to actually go into a relationship space and introduce someone to someone that is different Mm. because it's a preference. If a person says my preference is this and then here you are existing as their preference but not completely, how are they going to take you? Are they going to accept you? And how do you know that they've accepted you? Mm. Because then you're just another story, I guess. Mm. And that's, I suppose, where the awareness and the education needs to be at an early age so that when children who grow up to consenting age and level on the age where intimacy and relationships happen, should happen in their, in their adulthood, that shouldn't be sitting in the back of their minds because the narrative has already shifted. Yes. And just the idea of intimacy on its own Mm. becomes such a complex journey, whereas it shouldn't be. Like, it shouldn't be. If everyone's purpose for intimacy is met in a way that is different from other people, I mean, it's okay. It's okay. I think people are getting the idea and the sense, but it's also very scary to think that once people understand how different you are, they start to want to pull you in their direction to understand and unpack you more. Mm. But, I mean, if I need to be that person, I'm available for it. It's okay. I don't have a problem. But not every intersex person is as comfortable as I am. Or, you know, the journeys are different. Mm. So I can actually also say that when people are interacting with intersex people, some people don't even 
acknowledge themselves as, as intersex people because they want to exist the way that they choose to exist. Mm. And that is also fine and that's also okay. So I appreciate it when I'm being, you know, asked about being intersex because I'm comfortable with that. Yeah. I'm extremely comfortable with that, yes. And your your organization, Intersections, tell us a little bit about that, um, what the type of work that you do and how we could promote and, and assist with what you're doing. Okay. Intersections is basically a space where we all intersect as people from a perspective of an intersex person. And I try very much to exclude intersections from the LGBTI community because there are a lot of heterosexual people that are intersex. And being intersex is not a sexuality. And so intersections is a space where intersex people and people who are wanting to understand and people who have intersex people in their lives to find and seek support and wellness. And it's also a space where we educate nurses in terms of how to receive a different person when they come through for a medical checkup. And at the moment, we're using only digital platforms for awareness. And it's basically a space where people can talk freely and can be able to share freely their challenges. But most of all, Intersections is about finding positivity within the space and just encouraging acceptance Mm. and how then we can move forward. Because there's a lot of little things that influence the foundation of intersections. Like, for example, the whole stigma around penis size and all these things. And it's unnecessary to have issues around people's bodies and whatnot. Mm. So it's just a space where we have to encourage each other to find a way in in existing in these bodies without having a problem with it. Yeah. And being able to be okay knowing that I'm neither female nor male, but I'm here. Mm. So now what? Yeah. And that the focus isn't on that and moving away from that whole voyeurism and, and moving into people's bodies itself. It's just see the person as a human being because that's what we all are. Yes. It's almost a space where you can just be there without having to fear that this is how, what the world is going to see of me, mm. you know, because I did realize that the judgment starts with yourself most of the time. So the sooner we accept who we are and the sooner we accept who other people are and the existence of them, the better. Yeah. Because it's here. Like, we're here. Mm. There's nothing that can change about that. It's not going to be a child that's not going to exist because of whatever their body didn't do. Yeah. So, it's all okay. It's, it's fine. It's, and I'm, I'm actually, in one of my future thoughts, I'm like, intersections will be a space where there can be stories of transformation in the sense that those who are so eager to understand the intersex body, like if a child is born, then they try to see how else can an intersex person's body be? What else can an intersex person's body do? Mm. If the DNA is twisting and doing other things, let's celebrate that diversity instead of saying there's a lot wrong with that. 
no, that's different. Okay, let's see what else can happen here. Mm. You know, and to try and focus on the fact that difference is not bad. Yeah. Difference not bad at all. Difference is exciting. Difference is intriguing. It's authentic. Mm. So it's all these things because I always feel like I always wonder if this and this wasn't taken out of my body. What would my body have done? Because most of the time doctors think that they're helping when they snipping and chipping on things. But if it's not a space of emergency, nothing needs to change. Mm. And so then it limits the capability of a person's body because now we also understand the power of our minds and we understand that we can't be able to change the way that we see ourselves and the way that our bodies are. Yeah. According to, if a person can look at a person at the gym and say, I want to have a body like this, and they go to the gym and they get a body like that, you know, it's, it, 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 we have control. We have control on how we show up. Mm. And there shouldn't be a focus on, on what intersex people can't do. Yeah. There, there needs to be a bigger focus in how can we celebrate the diversity within, you know, that space. Because I believe that when focus changes from things that are already happening, then we have an opportunity to a very different future. Mm. And yeah, so that's the foundation of Intersections. And we're on Instagram, Mm -hmm. intersections.org. We're on, not Instagram, sorry, Facebook. Okay. Instagram.org page. And we're also available on email. My email address is peace at intersections.org. And we communicate there. We haven't started having group meetings yet, but we will because it's just nice to chat. Mm. <laughs> it's just nice to chat. With, but more importantly, with, it's, it's so it's so nice that you just be, you are. Um, you know, you celebrate you and, and, and I, I'm going to reiterate what you said is that we need to, to fall into that philosophy of celebrating diversity and stop running away from it. There's power in that diversity. Yeah. That's why God made us different, you know? Yes. So, so thank you so much. Thank you for this, for this honest conversation and educational. You know, I think every time we, 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 we do interact, there's always something that I take away from you. And I thank you for that. So please don't stop using your voice and your agency. It's needed, not only for, for the intersex community, but for me, for other people, for people who also want to celebrate diversity and are celebrating diversity. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. This podcast is brought to you by Voice of Vits in partnership with the Latati Healing Space.